When I need to send cash fast, the Western Union app is my go-to. And now you can send up to $500 for a $5 fee worldwide. All you have to do is download the app, choose the pay in cash option, then come in and pay at a participating Western Union agent location. Download the Western Union app today. fronts that we've had come through the last couple of days and then the wind we got from the uh hurricane matthew oh yeah i mean i know we've got over three inches of rain here i know the uh one of the ponds i go to the spillway was just you know like a raging torrent of uh water coming through it um it was just crazy yeah, I am, like I said, I am so, I don't know, it's just crazy. It, we need, we need to dry out, because it's been, it's been crazy. It's just, when I, we went up to Lake Canada today for the Bass Cast Tournament Trail, and I saw yards that you could actually, it was enough water in the little low areas that you could probably take a bath in. Huh. I bet it was fish in it. I know. Someone said if it keeps raining, the fish going to end up uh, on the banks, but hopefully not. Well, anywhere that's new, fresh territory, they're going to go. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's, oh, been a, it's, it's been a heck of a weekend. No, it has. And with all that fresh rain and washing all the nutrients into the ponds and lakes and, all, and rivers bass are just holding up where it's coming through at and just feeding up on it 
looking for them river. I mean, that's what mine were today. Were you catching them uh, towards uh, where the little and towards the creeks or the creek feeders, or were you? Uh, how were they? I was actually at the spillway for the, at the dam, um, catching them because all the nutrients were washing down that way. Right, and they were just sitting there waiting on it. Wow. Well, I mean, I it was crazy. It, the last time we had a big rain like this, same thing. I sat there at the spillway, uh, casting out and uh, bringing the uh, lipless crankbait back in there, and they were just killing it. I mean, like a freight train hitting it. They weren't even the huge ones. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like one that's killing it like that. You know that yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I got a big one. It turns out to be a two-pounder. Oh. Well, um, I know we've had, it's been a busy weekend for everybody. Um, Priority Automotive wrapped up their classic this weekend. Um, On the James River, we had Bass Quest. On Smith Mile Lake, they wrapped up their classic. Uh, We had the Virginia uh, Bass uh, Kayak tournament trail that me and my friend Casey started. Thank you, Casey, for a great job. Um, that wrapped up this weekend. So, and then we had our Bass Cast Stop Number 2 Fall Tournament Trail today on Lake Anna. So, we have been... I don't know. It's been crazy. There was a lot going on this weekend. Yes, it was. If you wanted something to fish, it was there. So, yes, it was a ton going on. Um, we want to thank Clo- uh, the guys from Cloverdale Painting. Um, thank them for uh, Cloverdale Custom Painting, Custom Painting for sponsoring Basscast Radio. Uh, if you need your home, your house, your business, whatever you need, apartment, it don't matter. Give them a call at five four zero five five six two nine eight two. That's Cloverdale Custom Painting. Um, also want to thank John Cruz for sponsoring our contest that we have going on this month. Let's tell everybody about that early in the show. So for those who might want to exit out early, they're going to hear about it. Um, we've got an Instagram contest going on. Last month we did Facebook. This month we're doing Instagram. Um, you win three packs of John Cruz baits and a uh, missile bait sticker. What we need you to do is tag us on one of your pictures of big fish. It doesn't matter what you catch it, where you catch it, what you catch it on. It doesn't matter, right, Bruce? Just tag the bass cast in it. That's right. Doesn't matter how big either. Don't matter how big it is either. I mean, like I said, we just want some pictures of fish up on our Instagram page, and uh, we would like to have more people joining our Instagram page. And we already have a lot joined, but we'd love to have some more. And, you know, we we share it. Hashtag uh, the bass cast on that. So... Go like us on... Uh, hashtag Missile Baits. Yep, and make sure you hashtag Missile Baits in it as well. So, um, and uh, hashtag the BassCast, and I believe it's hashtag... Now, I've seen them have two different Missile Baits. Uh, you got the Missile underscore Baits, and then they got a regular Missile Baits. But either way, hashtag them in and uh, tell them thank you for sponsoring BassCast Radio and uh, all they do for us. Um, we're giving away Missile Baits Shockwave 4.25. Uh, 
So you get three bags of those for free. That's fifteen dollars in baits. I mean, it's average pack of baits five dollars now, guys. So I mean, you get them free. Oh, it depends on what you get. Yeah, the Cinco's, my Cinco's have gone, Gary Yakamoto have gone to almost $8 a pack. So, I mean, you're correct, Bruce. It all depends on what you get. Yeah, I mean, it's getting crazy on soft plastics. Yeah, it's getting real crazy. I, I, it's it's going to be one of them things. I was a big ball baseball card collector back in the day, and you know, you had the three major brands, Tops, Donruss, and uh, Fleer, back when I was a little kid. And uh, probably Bruce just remembers Tops. And uh, before you knew it, the, before you knew it, the market was flooded, and pretty much everything just went to crap. And that's what's starting to happen right now. It's starting to flood, and everybody thinks everything else. Hey, I'm not knocking your product. If it's great, it's great. You know. But, man, there is so much out there. I mean, everybody's making a jig. Everybody's making a plastic. Ain't everybody making some nice-looking crankbaits, and there are some good-looking crankbaits people are making and painting by hand. I mean, you pay a little bit more for them, but they are some amazing-looking crankbaits. But oh yeah, the market is getting flooded. I mean, it's it's crazy. Um. Guys, we want to talk to oh, you. Talk, we want to tell you what we got going on Not, tonight. And the knockoffs are out of this world. Yes, 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 they are. Go figure that would happen. Um, tonight, we have Captain Dale Wilson on. Uh, we have Tim Harmon with the Quest Tournament. He's going to talk to about uh, his uh, tournament, big tournament event that he has coming up down in South Carolina. And we have Chasey Chase Tanner. He's going to be talking about the Barbie River Rumble. So, we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Mr. Dale Wilson. Found a body. 
guys we are back with uh mr captain dale wilson what's been going on buddy how are you hey i'm doing good brian um fishing's been pretty good um the bass fishing's been up and down with all these fronts and uh we had a, quite a bit of rain uh with that one storm it looks like we're gonna get some more rain coming up here in the next couple of days uh the water's starting to cool off the bait started to make a move uh upstream and back in the coves and uh look for the fishing to get really a lot better um i fished over the weekend with my son uh we didn't get a lot of bites we had some quality fish uh had one break me off saturday and lost a couple or more uh no excuse for it just way things <laughs> happen but um you know it's part of fishing but uh i think we ended up 12th and it was a good trip. I mean, good weekend. Uh, the weather was with east wind, and uh, a lot of the really good fishermen that was on a good jig bite. I caught most of mine on the jig, but um, right, most of the people that were fishing really, really shallow, uh, I don't think did as well as they normally do. Uh, the Reynolds boys they did well uh, both days, but uh, I know some other people that really was canning on it real shallow water jig by the end docks and whatever in the pockets and uh it 
worked during the week, but it changed from that wind turn to the east. Yep. Fronts came through. Uh, the the striper fishing, and that one other thing about the bass, the bass didn't do much on top, at least not for us. I've tried early a couple of places where I normally can get bit. Uh, wasn't going on there, so I, we caught most of our fish, you know, fairly deep. I say anywhere from uh, six to twenty-five foot deep, and I think a lot of the, even the people that won, that's, I don't know exactly what they did, but I think they were fishing deep also. Uh, a lot of drop shot fish, um, a lot of jig fish, yep. uh, big worms. We caught some on a, on a big worm over the weekend too. Uh, but I look for things to really get better here. Uh, this water temperature needs to come down a little bit more. We've got colored water up both rivers now and in the big creeks, and should help you know people throwing crankbaits and spinnerbaits. And I look for a really good fall bite here. Uh, the stripers have turned on. They've started to break some um, early and late in the morning, early in the morning, late afternoon. Uh, but I'm still catching them jigging also down. 30 to 60 foot deep so okay uh combat every day i've been lately so i uh, look for that to get better also and then people like to crappy fish you know the crappy started to bite too uh they're anywhere from 10 10 to 15 foot deep mostly brush piles and uh the deeper dock poles up in the creeks uh, but i like i said things are getting ready to break loose here the water temperature's getting down to a, a really a good good temperature for the fish to get really active and i think you'll see the weights increase especially this weekend i think several tournaments going on yeah i looked uh the we are supposed to um have some cool nights coming up uh this morning i believe it was early low 50s uh 70s during the day so yes you are right the water temperature is going to start cooling down and thank goodness for that yeah, and I'm glad. I think we're going to miss most of the big hurricane, hopefully. Yes, yes. We'll probably get some wind off of it, and uh, I think Sunday's supposed to be really windy, but it's a combination of some fronts going through and that hurricane combined. Uh, so it's going to be two different days fishing again, sir. And yep. Sunday's always different here at Smith Mountain. Sunday seems to be the toughest day always. Uh, don't know why, but it's got something to do with the way they pump the water back and forth. Uh, that's a mystery to a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, uh, the past weekend we saw, like you were saying, Ben and Brandon had 17 on day one and nine on day two. And uh, the Ross guys, uh, I think they had 15 day one and 17 on day two, and they ended up winning. But everyone that did fish told me that they caught five fish, might have called once, maybe twice, and that was about it. I mean, it was no, you got the bite and you better reel them in, or that was it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happened to me. I got uh, five bites uh, Saturday with four fish weighed right at 13 pounds. And I had one uh, that actually I knew I was going to get a bite that I always do. It was a big rock, uh, mm-hmm. about six foot of water. And he got me around the rock and broke my line. He's oh, a wow. really good fish. Then I had about, uh, let's see, I had six bites on Sunday. And we we landed four of those, so we didn't have it four fish each day, and it really made a difference. I mean, oh I yeah, just couldn't believe we couldn't get that extra fish each day, and had our chances. But you know, that's the way it goes. That's why they call it fishing. So, what have you been noticing in the stripers? I mean, what are we looking like size? Looking 
there's been some quality fish caught. Uh, even this morning, a friend of mine caught a 38 and a 39 inch one, and uh, I've heard of a couple of in the 20 fan lanes being caught. Not a not a lot of numbers of 20s, right? But um, they seem to be doing well, and uh, you know we have a good population, and they're all over the lake right now. They're from the dam all the way up to above you know, the, the Linville Creek area on the Runnook side and the backwater side, they're all the way up to the 4-H Center. So they're scattered out everywhere. So if you get on the school, um, it'd be at the right place at the right time, you'll do well right now. Awesome. And finding them is the, is the key to it. Okay. They not, don't always cooperate. And again, that east wind affects these strikers too, I noticed. Every day that the wind blows out of the east very much at all five, eight miles an hour, it definitely has a bearing on, especially when they surface. Right. Well, Dale, man, we always appreciate you coming on, talking with us, and giving us a look at Smith Mountain Lake. Uh, tell everyone out there how you can be reached, man. Uh, you, I have a website, CaptainDaleWilson.com, uh, or you can reach me on my cell phone. the best way. Uh, the number is 540 4950. So give me a holler if I can help you out. Dale, you are the number one hit each and every month on the Bass Cast, and we appreciate all you do. We appreciate the lake reports that you send us each and every month. We extremely do. So uh, thank you for everything you do and everything you do for bass fishing in Central Virginia. Thank you. town on a boat going to southern islands sailing the reach before a following sea she was making for the trades on the outside and the downhill run to Papa Day off the wind on this heading line the Marquesas Got 80 feet of a waterline Nicely making way In a noisy bar in Avalon I tried to call you But on a midnight watch I realized Why twice you ran away Think about Think about how many times
So I'm sailing for tomorrow My dreams of a dying And my love is an anchor tied to you Tied with a silver chain I have my ship And all her flags are a-flying She is all that I have left And music is her And we never failed to fail It was the easiest thing to do You will survive being bested Somebody fine will come along Make me forget about loving you In the Southern Cross Hey guys, we are back here, BassCast.com. We have with us tonight Mr. Uh, Tim Harmon. He is the tournament director for a brand new tournament trail starting October the 16th, 2016. It's the Quest Solo Qualifier. It's on Lake Murray, South Carolina. What's going on, Tim, man? How you doing today? Pretty good. How y'all doing? I appreciate you having me on. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. When we saw the, uh, when we received the, um, flyer and information you know we're happy to take a look at it and happy to share it with all the bass cast followers so we appreciate it and we're glad for people to actually be looking at a little small little site that got started six years ago out of a one-bedroom apartment so thank you so tim quest how'd the name come about oh it's uh Quest was, um, it took us about a week or so to kind of figure out the name. We threw a lot of things out there, but um, our whole vision is to um, have a have a, a new tournament trail or a new tournament event um, that's, you know, targeting the, the, the younger guys in the industry. Um, and it's kind of like their quest to become professionals um, at a very high level. So our our whole vision is to give them a platform to um, to compete on, 
uh, but most importantly, to um, get you know gain exposure for their sponsors and build their own brand um, themselves. All right, so you are located like like me and you have spoken in the past on Lake Murray, South Carolina. What are what's mm-hmm. the ultimate goal with Quest? Quest, uh, our ultimate goal uh, again is to to give it a new platform to any angler that's that's fished a Costa or a um, Bass Open uh, year, a full year, full schedule. Right. Um, gives them a, a platform to come fish. Uh, October 21st to 23rd is our actual our Quest Pro Challenge. Um, first day, it's a, it's a mix, the whole event is a mix between a, a major league fishing style event and the old mega boats that Bass used to have. Uh, the first day, it's only 30 anglers. Um, you know, it's uh, we roll, actually roll a bingo roller that morning. Uh, they know it's on Lake Murray, but they actually have no idea if we're way up the river or down by the lake, you know, down by the dam. Right. Um, so we actually roll a, a bingo roller, and we got the area broke down to five areas. And um, once the bingo rollers rolled, which area we'll go to it. Um, we fish about seven, eight hours. Uh, we have a bunch of breaks in between where we can actually take a, a lot of videos, do a lot of uh, Facebook Live, um, Periscope Live, things like that. And um, it'll it'd be all over, all over social media. That's our goal is to, um, is to have that platform, a true social media platform for an event where you can watch a lot of live updates um, and not have to wait a couple of months to see who won uh, or have to get to a weigh-in um, to see who won. You know, it's fish conservation, um, conservation right. and, um, you know, they weigh on, on the boat and they throw them back. Um, but that's the first two. The second day, they actually cut down to 10, and then that's when the old megabook style whole course comes into play. Um, you got five holes with ten anglers, so a lot of a lot of strategy has to be involved of of what hole you pick first, you know, and what's the odds of your, you know, the next guy picking to go to be in your in your hole also. So it's a lot of a lot of strategy's got to be involved, and in, in for about three periods, I think they fish about an hour and forty five minutes apiece. They'll actually rotate for the first two periods, and after the first three, then the, the top five will move on to the last two periods. And continue the rotation in the, the whole course. Wow! And then on Sunday, the twenty third, um, that morning, um, you know, same thing on you know first and second day, Friday and Saturday, you know, whatever the weights are, is, you know, catch whatever you can. Total weight combined is the winner, and um, the quest tournament itself will be done Saturday afternoon. Um, we'll have you know Facebook Live or social media live um, award ceremony, you know, just things like that, and then Sunday morning, actually, we're going to pair these pros. They're going to stay an extra day, and we're going to pair all these pros uh, with the first responders um, in, in the Midlands. Um, and they'll fish uh, about a half-a-day tournament for big bass and uh, as a team, and they'll bring, actually, their big fish back to the stage. And um, we have a concert festival. The gates open at 2 at the Lexington County Ballpark uh, where the blowfish play, minor league ballpark. Um, at around two o'clock, we'll have them on stage and and do a, a small question and answer with first responders and the pros and and weigh their big fish. Um, so it's, it's essentially it's two events in one, and That's awesome. uh, it, it gives a lot of exposure for the anglers. Uh, also gives back to the community. And then that afternoon, about four o'clock, we have uh, Low Cash, uh, Granger Smith, 
and a few other people that's um, that's going to have a concert for us. Um, cool. And you know, during the festival and stuff. Um, and you know, that's that's probably just of what we're doing. And you know, what what we have done also was the weekend before Sunday before the 16th is called a solo qualifier. And what that does is it gives um, any local guy, any local BFL, you know, uh, TBF angler to have an opportunity to fish against these pros the following weekend. Um, it's a, a solo event. It's a boater only, $100. It's very cheap. Um, and what it does is it gets you in a tournament, and, it's, of course, it's regular five-fish, you know, limit, um, heavy bag, five-fish heavy bag limit. They end about 3.30. And the top two finishers out of that event actually move on the following weekend to the, the big Quest Pro Challenge event that we have it. Um, so we have 28 invited pros and then two uh, local fishermen that's actually qualified to get into this event. And their entry fees are actually paid into this event. Um, so, you know, they, they, they win a great opportunity um, and, and a great chance of, you know, getting, a, getting you know, opportunity to fish for, you know, 30000 or plus pot, um, you know, that the pros are. So you get an opportunity to fish against pros that you you're gonna to have to spend hundreds, you know, thousands of dollars to have that opportunity. Right. Um, plus, you know, these young guys, uh, you know, these locals, they'll they'll be in the midst of all the social media hoopla also. You know, so it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be a, a new, um, a new cool thing for them too. You know, get all involved. Right. Well, I, I was sitting here reading on your website um, the the Quest Pro Challenge solo solo qualifier. That's the first event for the local guys. It's a hundred dollar entry fee, men. Um, and mm-hmm. I see it's you're paying one for every five places, for, one for one place for every five yes. boats, correct? Yes. And how much is the payback? Payback is uh, it's, it's with all our prizes and stuff. It's well right at a hundred percent, if not over. Okay. We have a, a ton of door prizes, and it's uh. Uh, a lot of companies has jumped on board um, for this whole event because they, they see our vision, they see where we're headed in the future, um, and they just want to be part of it at the beginning, which is great. You know, the, the response we've had from, from everybody, you know, it's, it's been really unbelievable. All right, so after I fish the um, qualifier, how many people are you taking from the qualifier to the next week's event? Uh, it's only two. First only two. two. Finishers. They get entry fee paid, yep. Yep. All right, so you went... 28 invited pros. Okay, 28. I, I've seen some of the pros, and you guys make sure you go check out their Facebook page, please. And you can tell them it's um, Quest... It's, uh, it's uh, Quest Pro Challenge, at Quest Pro Challenge. Yep, so go check out their uh, Facebook, Facebook page. Yeah. And uh, on the Facebook page, he's been showing some of the, the elite anglers that are going to be there, as well as FLW anglers. So you guys go check them out. So... You're only taking the top two from there. Now, the following week's event, how much does it cost to enter that? Uh, the pros is $1,000 entry fee. $1,000 entry fee. Okay. Yeah, for the pros, yeah. All right. And, no, and now this is to fish the following week's event, correct? For anybody that fishes, the, for the pros that fish the following week's event, the people that fish the BFLs and the major events like yeah, that that you're speaking do- of. Go ahead. Yeah, on the 16th is is the uh, the locals BFL type angler 
top two on that 16th event okay. move on to the event that's from 21st through 23rd. Well, cool. So there's an opportunity for two, lo- two lucky gentlemen anywhere within the listening of our voice right now to have a chance to win a lot of money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and get the exposure. You know, you don't have yeah. to go and, and pay a ton of money to – the fish this huge tournament with 200 boats in it to get exposure, you know, and, and the, the, the beauty about this whole format on the first pro channel side is each angler, all 30 anglers will get the same amount of exposure, no matter what, right. um, you know, it, we're, we're going to probably release close to 60 videos after this event. Every That's boat awesome. has a, um, action, you know, action camera in it. And, okay. um, we're going to have a, you know, eventually, you know, we'll continue to, to put out tip videos and, um, you know, uh, wow. all kind of stuff. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to be a part of this. This is pretty freaking cool. <laughs> really cool. Yeah, we appreciate y'all helping us out for sure. Um, so it's $1,000 for the following week's event. Now that gets paid out how? Uh, it's it's top uh, six six. Places. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. still one to five payout. Yeah, still one okay. to five. Um, at what places? Is it at a hundred? Is that at a hundred percent as well, or is it at a eighty-five, ninety? Hundred percent payback. Okay. Yep. Wow, hundred percent payback. Hundred percent. Yep. That is awesome. Yep. That's our goal. You know, that's you know, moving forward. You know, we're, we're trying to trying to schedule three or four of these big events, and. uh and our whole goal was for was as a professional angler to actually show up and make you know make money instead of having to gamble away all their sponsor money and mm-hmm. um, and, and anything or their personal money, you know, uh, just to play the game. You know, our, and that's just just the way we you know got it laid out. And it's it's a format that's, that's small, so we can you know guarantee coverage for them. We can you know help build their brand, help promote their sponsors. Um, so uh, you know, that's, that's just uh, just just our vision, and we got a lot of work to do, um, but we are very excited about it. Yeah, this is the inaugural event, correct? This is the first time you guys ever done this, right? Yes, yes. Um, as far as a national level, yes. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. We, I, I myself, has put on a, a lot of uh, fundraising tournaments. You know, even at an early age, I was doing fundraisers at 17 um, for families that, you know, lost somebody, you know, cancer or heart right, disease. Right, right. Um, and um, but as far as a national level, you know, and that was, you know, 25 years ago or 20 years ago, it seems like. Um, yeah, it's just a first one. Um, but we, we have a I, – I own a um, – a tackle company, a small business, and my partner Brad Burdett, he's a U.S. distributor for Senated Reels. Um, so we we um, together we formed and uh, and came up with this, and and we have a lot of connections in the industry, and that's helping us grow our own businesses. Um, and just seeing seeing what the industry is now on the on the tournament fishing side, we we just felt there was a need for something different, um, something to give the anglers. Um, more opportunities to promote their sponsors that they go out and beg money for, and um, and so that, that's that's our goal, that's our vision. Cool. Um, yeah, but it's you know, it's, 
when it's, it's so hard to to explain or you know send a PDF to an angler or or just really anybody you know even the even the press release we sent out to you you know it's, it's real hard to understand what our goal is and our vision mm-hmm. um, without you know talking to me you know and I've, I've learned that is you know I make contact with an angler and they're like yeah sure you know and they just look at it and they don't really grasp what this whole thing is about until they get on the phone with me and I explain to them. Uh, explain to them their reasonings that we're doing this. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's been great hearing, you know, hearing the comments back from them of being very appreciative and being very, you know, appreciative of being a part of it, being asked to be a part of it. Right. And, uh, and really buying into the whole concept. And, and to me, that's what, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take anglers to, you know, to buy into the whole concept, to understand, you know, our, our three to four year um, plan. And you know, that's three or four years with uh, with some right, you know, people getting involved. Um, then we can, you know, we can have a concert. We can have, you know, events regionally, and uh, you show up and get paid cash. You know, get paid money, um, and not having to, you know, spend eight days on the water practicing and then tournament and spending eight days worth of gas or having to, you know, drive halfway across the country. And, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you can you can you can go and fish a couple events. And then go to where, you know, you get to go spend quality time with your sponsor that shows a lot more. Um, you know, it becomes a job. You know, that's where it should be is, is you know, you, they should be paying you a salary. But, I mean, when you're having to spend all that to fish events, it's not really a salary. You know, right. They're, they're just giving you money to go play with and, and hopefully you've cashed enough money to, to make it back home. Um and and that that's a problem, and that's a problem that the whole industry needs to come together and and try to change, and hopefully we can do that. Um, now you said the first thirty get to fish in um, the uh, final event. How is the thirty being picked? Um, it's mainly you know we uh, we basically had to. You know, just do some blind casting, as I would say. You know, you, you contact as many people as you can to get the word out. Okay. Um, with us partnering with iHeart, we really didn't have a goal on the whole event as far as concert and the whole concept uh, until January, uh, July, the week of iCast, actually. So we made a lot of contacts with iCast. Um, we affirmed some guys that already knew about it. We had a committee of anglers that was a part of um, helping with a little bit of um, – rules and um and you know the concept in general right and um so but you know it didn't take long it was you know one angler tell another angler and, and once i get on the phone with them it's you know uh it's a game changer you know they they really 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 want to be involved right um but it's you know i didn't want to i didn't want i wanted to have a healthy you know list um because i didn't want to go you know 90% elite and then 10 of, you know, um, tour guys, you know. Right. I wanted to have, and where we are right now is it's probably going to be split quarterly between all four divisions, uh, organizations, um, the way it looks. And, again, this is for, you know, this is for the young guy. You know, keep that in mind. This is not for I mean, Oh, I, yeah. Of course, we would love to have, you know, KVD there and, and people like that. Um, but this is, you know, it, it's it's a um, it's a platform for the young anglers. I mean, we have we have some league guys, we have some tour guys, and they are all young guys. Um, 
And we do have some older guys like Rick Morse. Uh, he's coming from Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's been in the industry for 23 years. Um, and he's, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to build his career back up and get back on tour or get back on their leads. And um, and he sees where we're going and what we what we're trying to do. And he's, you know, he's going to use us to, you know, to help promote. And that's what we're here for. Um, well, uh, Ryan David's another one. You yeah. Know, West Virginia. We haven't announced him yet. We're going to probably announce him Monday or Tuesday. Okay. Um, and he's another one. He took the year off on the tour because he had, you know, he had a child. Um, and he's going to be fired back up, ready to go back for 2017 awesome. on the tour. Um, so, you know, it, it gives, you know, it's to, it's there to help jumpstart a career. It's there to help prepare a career, um, or repair a career. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's what it's about, you know, and, and that's, we're there to help, you know, that's, that's the, that's the whole concept. So. Well, tell some of the guys out there who were some of the elite anglers that you have. I've seen a couple of them online, but uh, go ahead and tell. Yeah, tell we them. got um, we got Shane Lineberger. We have uh, Marty Robinson. We have Brett Pruitt from um, Louisiana. Um, we have um, Jay Brainerd. I think is coming. We haven't uh, um, confirmed him yet. And then, uh, of course, John Hunter. John John Hunter was also coming too. Okay. Um, so that's on the elite side, and we got one or two more that's still talking to us. Um, the the problem is when you when you when you announce something this in July, August, uh, you know a lot of these guys that, that are on the road, you know, pretty much every weekend they they have a ton of you know sponsor obligation. Have to oh yeah, them. and um, and that was the biggest thing. You know, it's it's you know I have I have a a list of about forty five. 50 almost that want to come they're dying to come but they already have obligations with sponsors so us moving forward you know we need to be um you know very um strategic about you know where we can have the next ones in different regions to hit all four divisions perfect in timing um and also have you know time and right for artists to be there um you know things like that so you know we're, we're in a we're going after this event in October. We're going to spend the next week or so um, mailing down, you know, venues, mailing down artists, mailing down um, dates, so we can get to these guys before they start filling up again. You know, with sponsor obligations. Awesome. Um, I have a feeling, you know, it, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to have an issue with anglers wanting to come. It's going to be an issue of not having enough spots for people. Right. Um, and you know, if if if, no, if nobody had anything to do you know this weekend with sponsor obligations i would I'd be i mean i'd just i'd be so upset i had to turn down so many people um but we got some you know we got, we got some really good names very proud of that um the guy guy already coming we have brian Smith coming um he's on fire lately so uh you know brandon cobbs another one jamie rampy uh, i can go on and on you know the tour level guys too um, then we got some really good coast and open guys that's been on the tours for a long time, trying to make, make a name for themselves. Um, and that, you know, to me, that's the that's the fun part for me. You know, having these younger anglers that's trying to break the, the ice and 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 to do bigger stuff. You know, Sean Ski's another one. Right. It's his second year or his fourth year of fishing the coasts and and his second making the championship. Um, and it's uh, you know seeing seeing angles grow in the in the Facebook and the Instagram you know 
<laughs> side of the game. Uh, that's 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 fun. You know, that's fun to me. Is and you know, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to help them. We're going to make them. You know, help them understand how important that side of the the whole industry is, um, and be there to help them any way we can. Awesome. Well, um, tell everyone out there how you can be reached if they'd like to receive more information. Yeah, the best way to is to uh, is go to the website. It's www.questprochallenge.com. It has all the information, everything from the solo challenge, uh, solo qualifier, all the way to the pro challenge, um, and also has the um, the information for the Die Heart um, concert. Uh, if you live close by, come. It's free. We have a big festival. Uh, it's going to be a, just a blast. We're going to have a, a really good time out there. Um, so just check it out and um, come join us. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have fun. Uh, guys, make sure you got your batteries all charged up at weekends. Since you heard what he said, is they're gonna do a lot of live pro- broadcast on Facebook Live, which I think is really cool. So uh, make sure you got your um, cell phones charged up. Make sure you uh, definitely go like their Facebook page, uh, Quest Pro Challenge. Um, have that bookmarked so. When they go live, you'll be able to see it right there on your cell phone. So, I mean, technology's come a long way, people. Oh, but, yeah. We're, we're going to have uh, we'll have our live leaderboard also on Facebook and, and um, Twitter accounts. Um, we'll probably update every 30 minutes of, of that for both days. So you can follow along live. Plus, you can watch us, you know, with the live feeds um, that we're able to do. Well, cool. That is awesome, man. Well, good luck with your event. Um, we look forward to talking to you after the event, and we definitely will, because I, I want to get some, you know, get some feedback and thoughts and opinions, and uh, a look at where we're going to go with this, where you are going to go with this thing in the future. But uh, man, we definitely appreciate talking to you, Tim, and uh, we're here yeah, for you if you need it. us. All right, I appreciate it. Y'all have a good day. Yes, sir.
Alright guys, we are back. Uh, we had a little change in plans. We have Mr. Brad Knight on with us, man. What's going on, buddy? Hey buddy, how's it going? We are doing awesome, and you are as well, because you just left the home of the Dallas Cowboys, and hey, that is awesome. Yeah, we wow. we're friend. sorry he couldn't land. I'm sorry I, I didn't hear you. Oh, that you just left the home of the Dallas Cowboys, man. Yeah, absolutely. We had a great time. That was our first trip to Jerry's World down here, and uh, it's a quite an impressive facility. Oh, yeah. Man. Just sorry you couldn't land the good tickets at the Redskins. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not a huge pro football <laughs> fan, but uh, the Vols played at Texas A&M yesterday, and before we headed home, we decided to catch a football game at the Cowboys Stadium on the way home. One day I will be there. It's going to be a lot of quarters saved, but one day I'll be there. All right, so okay. it's 2016 has wrapped up, guys. It's in the books, FLW. Um, looking back at 2016, what 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 do you think? You had a good year. It was probably not one of your better years, but you did have a good year. What what would you have done differently? What would you have changed? Um, if there's one tournament that you would like to go back and refish again? Um, you know, I probably wouldn't change a whole, whole lot. It's all about execution. Yep. Uh, if I could change one tournament, I would like to go back and probably redo Toho on the Bass Open. You know, I was leaving after the first day and I really had some, some good chances to, to win that tournament and just got to get them over the side. And, and, and our business, the definition of a successful year and an unsuccessful year is just two or three bites. And uh, that was probably the one I'd like to have over again. But, you know, we had the cup already made from winning it in 2015. Yeah. And just tried to really do uh best we could on taking advantage of having that you know, already qualified and uh, just tried to fish as hard as we could and try to win. We took a lot of uh, chances and probably gambled in, in situations that I normally wouldn't, but points weren't any kind of uh, any time an option, so it was all about trying to win tournaments. You know, fishing's all about learning, and uh, if we don't learn anything, then, uh, you you know, I, I think it's all about learning, but... Uh, what it, what would be something that you could take away from season that you learned new in 2016? Uh, you know, just uh, probably just dealing with uh, time management a little more. We've got a lot more on our plate than we've had in the years past. And, and probably going into the season for next year, having a greater anticipation of, of knowing what to do whenever we're having as much on on scheduled as we do and right. things on our plate, that would, that would probably be the, the biggest learning experience that we've had. Now, you guys know Brad travels with his whole entire family in a camper, fishing tournaments all up and down, and all up, everywhere. And I know it's got to be sometimes difficult, sometimes great, but um, do you think you're fishing too many tournaments, or do you think that, uh, you know, 
you're putting more on your plate than you need to and it's not giving you the time to concentrate on the main tournaments or do you think everything you know you're talking about time management i know you're talking about on the lake as well but off from the lake is it um does you think that might have had any effect uh, you know, I'd like to say that it didn't, but uh, in, in realistic terms, I'm sure that it had one. Uh, we just had so many new things that, that we were dealing with and being gone and had a lot more tournaments than we normally fish. In a perfect world, I would I would probably like to qualify for the elites and be able to fish both the elites and the FLW Tour and not fish any of the Opens or the Costa events, but you know, that's not anything that's going to be a viable option moving forward. It doesn't look like. So right. I will, uh, you know, in our business, if we're not fishing tournaments, yep. you know, it's just, that's how we make a living. So, you know, the more you're in, the more you have a chance to win. And, uh, but I don't anticipate a change this coming year. As a matter of fact, I, I think we're actually going to be a little busier next year than we were this year, if that's possible. But, oh, wow. But we left home January 1st, and I was only, uh, by the time we got home in August, I'd only spent 24 nights in my own bed at home. So we were definitely gone a lot, but traveling in the camper that we do and the lifestyle we have, it makes it a lot easier. But this is the last year before my daughter starts school, and I, and I think this is probably the last year that I, I probably keep that hectic pace up. So what is, what's 2017 looking like for Brad Knight? Well, we've had an addition to the tour level with uh, with the Gunnersville event that was added. So that's going to get us yep. seven regular season events there. Plus, some of the Costa events, uh, we're going to fish at least one division of the Bass Opens. So okay. we're going to have a pretty busy season tournament-wise. Then you throw in promotional uh, appearances, you know, a classic appearance, high cast appearance. And there's there's several weeks there where we're going to be you know, gone for a month, six weeks at a time. So it's I love to travel and get to see all the places and fish all the different lakes. But at the same time, that's one of the biggest disadvantages of the job as well, just being gone so much. But I've worked really hard over the years to develop as good of a system for that as you can have. And with the camper and the program we go there, I feel like that's the best way to go. That's true. Um. Yeah, there. I mean, you are right. You're you're probably a very lucky angler. I know some of the uh, older elites have their own campers and all that stuff, but the young boys, well, I don't know how they do it. Sleep out of their trucks. I mean, they team up, get rooms together. So I mean, yeah, you you're very blessed to be able to have that. So, and I know that makes it easier on I love you. That. I know, I know, you know, I know that makes it easier on you fishing tournaments as well, knowing you're going to get a hot meal and you don't have to go to McDonald's or some fast food restaurant or eat some crappy food like the rest of them. Oh, absolutely. You know, we are able to pack our clothes up in the wintertime and uh, whenever we start the uh, season traveling. And I'll have all my summertime stuff, wintertime. It all just stays in my camper all the time. So I'm not having to worry about if I forgot something. All my tackle stays in there, all my spare stuff. So I have all that in the boat or in the camper with me. And, and my wife works really hard on keeping all the scheduling and doing a lot of the day-to-day business stuff and cooking and cleaning and, that's, and laundry. I don't have to worry about any of that. I can just focus on my job at, at catching fish. That helps a tremendous amount. Cool. 
Alright, so I'm very goal-oriented, and I believe you are yourself. Um, what's your goal for uh, 2017? Uh, we want to make the Cup again. That's obviously the, uh, yes. the goal. Make a, you know, the many top tens, and just compete to win tournaments. At, at the end of the year, if you've got one or two times you've legitimately given yourself a, a strong chance to win, then that's not a not a bad year. But you know, I, I don't uh, I don't set any immediate goals as far as like I have to win two tournaments a year to deem it successful. Right. Any of that, I just uh, end of the day, I just I go out, I work as hard as I possibly can, I try to do the right thing, and. Uh, and then just let the chips fall where they may. I mean, if it's a, again, it gets back into just trying to execute and fish as clean as you can. And, and our season will come down to having a good year if you get one or two of those bites in versus, you know, losing them or, or they jump off or they jump off the net or something bad happens there. So it, it's kind of crazy once you look at, once you've had a few successful seasons and, and yes. then ones that don't go so well at, uh, at just how fine the line is, it's it's pretty maddening, actually. Um, now techniques or anything of that nature that you'd like to improve on for 2017? You know, I, I, nothing really jumps out at me with our schedule. It's all going to be a fairly shallow water deal. Mm-hmm. It looks to me like there's not going to be too many deep events, uh, which is fine. I mean, I don't I don't get too worked up on what the schedule is going to be or or any of that stuff because i can't control it no. i just go out and fish to the best of my ability at each event and and but i, I like fishing structure lakes and structure events tennessee river style so i kind of hate that we're not having any tour events there in the summer months uh, we're going to gunnersville in february but uh what a couple of things that are exciting for me is like chickamauga we have a vast open anacosta series that are happening on uh, out of Dayton and Chickamauga, which is about 45 minutes from my house, so I always enjoy getting fish there. Yeah, the next question was going to be what you know, what what lake do you think is going to be your strong point for 2017? And you answered that. So, well, well, you never know, and that's kind of the thing. Looking back, some of the times that you're the most forward looking to a tournament are the ones you don't do as well in, and and the ones you have the best events just kind of sneak up on you, right? And, and, and just kind of come out of nowhere. So I kind of just keep it on an even kill and not get too, uh, you know, too zeroed in on one event versus the other and just day-to-day situation. Awesome. Bruce, do you have any questions for Brad? Yeah. What's the one lake, one stop that you really uh, aren't really looking forward to going to this year? You know, I don't have anyone that I that I really don't. Uh, I try to keep the negative stuff out and and not really try to get any preconceived notions, good or bad. I just uh, again gets back into just going out, and focusing on your your daily task and doing your job each and every day to to get a little bit better each and every day. I hope that happens. Awesome. Well, uh, Brad, man, we we we. Me and Bruce both appreciate you coming on talking to us tonight. We know this is a quick right here. We threw you in at the last minute, but thank you. And um, it's been great following you in 2016. Um, we definitely want to catch back up with you after the first of the year. And uh, we'll look at 2017 a little bit closer and, you know, maybe has a few more podcasts together. And we definitely appreciate it. Um, I know uh, I don't and know. And get with you after you win. 
Yes, 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 yes. I know. Uh, yeah, that sounds good to me. I know a lot of people out there got any new products coming out. Do you have anything with your name coming out on it in 2017? I don't have any signature stuff uh, coming out for 2017. Uh, we're, we're taking a look at some of that maybe for the future. But okay, uh, Strike King's got a couple of new baits that are coming out that are going to be really good. Blues has got a new rod and reel lineup that, that we're really looking forward to, the Custom Pro. And, and that's going to be some really, really innovative stuff uh, from each company. But more of that, it's just... Uh, more of the same pretty much from everybody else. It's uh, nothing too exciting and too new, but you know, represent great companies and and uh, just looking forward to keeping it going and, and keeping yourself out there. And that's about all you can ask for in this industry, just being as consistent as possible. Yes, it is. Well, uh, plug your sponsors oh. and uh, let us tell, you know, tell everybody out there who you're sponsored by and uh, where you can be found on the Internet, man, so people can go follow you. Yeah, check out all our social media stuff. Uh, Brad Knight Fishing, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all the major uh, social media networks. Um, you know, I couldn't do it without all my sponsors. Our title deal with Rigid Industries, LED Lighting, uh, Lose Fishing, Strike King Lures, Hook Performance Fishing Gear, ARE Truck Caps, uh, Gamma Fishing Line. Yeah, it's just, I feel like I back, I back myself with the best companies in the industry and, and, Without that, I wouldn't be able to do what I do and, and not have any issues. I don't have, you know, I run a Phoenix bass boat. I don't yes. have to work, worry about my gear not performing or my boat, you know, failing. You know, I don't have any issues there whatsoever. And that just allows me to go out and perform at my maximum ability because I don't have to worry about any issues there mechanically or with any gear failures. And that means so much whenever we go out in all the extreme conditions that we do. Yeah, that's very, very true. Almost that. I switched to lose rods and reels this past year myself. I updated all of them, and uh, I'm glad I did. So Awesome. Well, Brad, thank you for and coming. And they do a great job. Oh, yeah, they do. Well, Brad, thank you for coming on with us. Enjoy the rest of your night, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you having me on. Yes, sir.
Took down a photograph of our wedding day, ripped it down the middle and threw my half away. And I got nobody to blame but me. I got nobody to blame but me. She broke all my fishing rods, put my guns in heart, threw my clothes out.
out of my old hot rod Ran it in the pond Put sugar in my John Deere I can't even mow my lawn And I got nobody to blame but me I got nobody to blame but me She built her bonfire With my old six string Took all my good whiskey And poured it down the drain And I got nobody to blame guys we are back we are sorry for the music delay but we're mr bill lowen was quite busy tonight and uh we have him so thank you well thanks for having me guys yes we definitely appreciate you being on and uh like i said apologize we ended up playing a couple songs but uh uh just letting everybody know right now due to time delay and uh we had brad knight on uh that was a call-in we weren't expecting but we're glad to have him on as well. And uh, we will do the Chase Tanner another night. And uh, we'll get that on probably in the next day or two so you guys can listen to that. It's great. I'm um, talking about his uh, big Barbie event that he has coming up on the James River called the Barbie River Rumble. So we'll have that up. But, uh, Bill, tell us all about your day, man. Bill said it's been a long day. Let's see, let's see what the life of an angler is all about. Well, you know, I think a lot of people think we just get to run around and go fishing all the time. And, um, <clears throat> you know, sometimes that's kind of true. You know, we're in, in, down in Sevierville, Tennessee right now for the Pittman Creek Tackle Show. And we spent the day out on the water with um, reps and buyers and, you know, things like that, kind of um, helping out with the tackle show. And so we spent the whole day on the water doing that and just kind of got in, um, got some dinner, uh, and jumped on the phone with you guys. So, yeah, we've been up since about four going, and we got to get up about five in the morning to get back to the show. So, uh, oh wow, yeah, it's been a busy couple of days. Wow, that's crazy. Well, right. it's just part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, look, guys, Bill's got a whole shirt decorated, and all them people want thirty to forty-five minutes of his time, and I know how that goes. Yeah, it can uh, it can get kind of crazy sometimes. Um, 
but I kind of look at it like this. Um, you cannot have anybody wanting you to come do something. So um, I never take it for granted. You know what I mean? I'm truly blessed to be with the people that I'm with, and uh, I do everything I can do to, um, you know, try to keep them happy. And when they tell me to be somewhere, I'm the first one there. Awesome. Um, congratulations goes to you. You clipped the one million dollar mark this past year, I believe. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yep. So that's a feat in its own. I mean, man, a lot of anglers never reach that. Uh, we were looking at your stats. Me and um, Bruce were talking about it earlier. You've competed in 116. Now, this is just Bassmaster. I know you've probably made other money in other events. You've competed in 116 Bassmaster events, and then you've been in the money 81 times. That's right. That's pretty dead. You you are the most consistent man that I know right now you know, on the Bassmaster Tournament Trail. You know, that's what they say, and, they and, and you know, I, I kind of pride myself on being so consistent. Um you know, but I mean, I guess it's just kind of overwhelming, um, you know, when you start looking at the statistics and the numbers and things like that. And it's like, I just, I, I don't know how to explain it. I just kind of, I just look at myself as just one of the other fishermen, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so, I mean, you start talking the numbers and it's like, wow, that's awesome. Um, but I guess I don't ever feel like, that's I, I don't know how to explain it um it's just kind of one of them weird deals you know what i mean i understand definitely understand <laughs> i mean just i mean it's like almost like a nascar driver finishes in fifth place about every freaking week they can't get the victory but they finish in fifth place and uh, everybody loves them but you're you're right there so i mean congratulations on that and um like i said Going over the million dollar mark, that's a feat in its own. I mean, a lot of people, wow. It Half, if there's millions, thousands of anglers out there, and if some of them could go to 25000 a year instead of going in the hole, they would just be great to have that, to be honest. so Right, absolutely. Definitely blessed, definitely blessed. You know, so. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You know, it's. It's not easy, you know? I mean, I think a lot of people don't realize <clears throat> how truly difficult it is to go out there and catch them all the time. You know what I mean? I mean, you watch some of the best anglers in the world um, zero or stub their toe or have a bad day, um, or, you know, one bite makes a difference between, you know, a top 10 or a, an 80th place finish. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, I, I just don't think a, a lot of guys stop and realize um, – how truly difficult it is to catch them all the time under every condition, um, you know, all over the country. Um, and like I said, I never take it for granted. Like I said, I'm truly blessed to to be doing what I'm doing, and, and I just uh, I never, like I said, never, ever take it for granted. Um, going into a lot of tournaments in uh, 2016, what do you <clears throat> think helped you break down the water and make the changes that you need to make to be as consistent as you were? You know, I'm not typically one of them guys that goes to a, a, a tournament body of water and practices it before it goes off limits um, and things like that. I, I've noticed over my career that if I do that, 
Um, I get a lot of preconceived notions when I come back, you know, 30 days later that, man, right. I caught him here 30 days ago um, and things like that. If I typically go to a body of water, um, I spend most of the time driving around um, and looking where I think things are going to be setting up and um, just trying to see how the lake lays out. Um, you know, and I think for me, I like to be able to show up and fish the conditions that are going on at that point in time. Um, and I think that helps me be as consistent as I am um, because I'm not trying to chase history. Um, I go there and I try to figure out what's going on at that certain time at those conditions and, you know, try to figure out, establish a pattern, how to catch them. Um, and another thing that I like to do, like I said, that, that I feel like makes me so consistent is when I find an area that has a lot of fish or a concentration of fish in it, I try to figure out three or four different ways how to catch fish within that area. Um, you know, let's say I'm catching them on a buzz bait, okay, and I think that's the really strong pattern. Right. Then I I'm, I'm figure out that maybe I can come in there and catch some doing that. So then I'll go and I'll try to figure out how to catch them maybe flipping laydowns in that area or just, you know what I mean, I, I dissect the area so well and try to figure out as many different ways to catch them in that area that I can, that when I'm in that area where I know there's fish and something goes wrong, I'll have three or four other deals to try within that area. You know, they always say that I'm the best at making something out of nothing um, when it sure. comes to fishing in them little tiny areas. And I think that just comes from being raised on the Ohio River um, where you had to, you know, you just you had to fish everything within your sight to catch a fish. Um, and I've just kind of carried that over, um, into the elites. And, uh, you know, this goes back 11 years when I first, first started on the tour, all my buddies, you know, were like, man, how are you going to go out there and compete and do well? You've never been away from home. And I said, look, I'm just going to go fish my style, fish the way I fish. And if it doesn't work, I don't need to be there. Right. Um, you know, so, so it worked my first year. Um, I qualified for the classic yes, um, did. the second year, the second year I mixed it up and I listened to the dot talk and I tried to do different things that, you know, we're going to Kentucky Lake. All you got to go out on the ledges and throw a DD 22 or, you know what I mean? And, uh, I had one of the worst years of my career and, uh, I told my wife, I said, I'll never do that again. I said, I will fish the way that I fish, um, try to be as consistent as I can. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what we've done, and that's kind of how we've got to where we're at today. Well, looking back at 2016, your um, best bag was right here in our backyard. Mine and Bruce's were in Virginia, but it was in uh, on the Potomac River. Like you said, uh, you're, you know, big, you grew up on a river. What do you think helps you break down the river so well? Man, I just... That's so hard to, to answer, you know what I mean? Um, like I said, I like to get in them areas and and really work on them, really figure out how to catch them, you know, and we can use um, the Potomac River just as a prime example. You know, that little creek where I caught 98% of my fish. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Most guys would not give that the time of day, you know what I mean? Um, and in practice... And see, I fish really fast in practice. I figure that if I can cover as much water as I can, fish really fast with baits, I feel like I can get a bite on. 
um, and I fish faster in there and get two or three bites, um, I just think that in my head, once I get in there and slow down and start working on them, then I may be able to get six or eight bites, you know. Um, and like I said, we'll just use the Potomac River event as an example. Um, in practice, I had three bites in that creek, and they were all two-pounders. And I told right. my wife the first day of the event, I said, I'm just going to run in there and start, and I'm going to catch try to catch me 10 pounds because I think 10 pounds a day would be good. Right. I'm like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of tough. Um, I think that'll be great. And, you know, I go in there and I start working on stuff and fishing, you know, slowing down and picking it on everything. And the next thing I know, um, we got 16 pounds or whatever we had that first day, you know, and I was like, whoops, um, might've, I didn't think this was going to be as good as it is, you know? Um, so I think for me, um, it's being able to get in them areas and just dissect things and work on them and try to learn something new every day about that area. You know, I found a pipeline in that Creek on the second day of the event that I had no idea was there. Um, and I ended up catching two of my biggest fish of the event off that pipeline. Um, so it's just getting in an area, figuring it out, trying to learn something new every day. Um, sometimes it works out and sometimes it don't. That's definitely true. Definitely true. Um, taken away from 2016, um, what would you consider? I mean, you had, you're consistent through all of them. Like you said, very consistent through all of them, but you did have one tournament that didn't go as well, I believe, as you planned, was the uh, event on uh, Wheeler Lake. Um, looking back at that, what, what what could you take away from the event? You know, Wheeler was a weird event for me. Um, and you could sit here and make excuses all day long, but we came right from Bull Shoals yep. um, from that event. You know what I mean? Um, I think we got in the town at like 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, and you got to be right up the next day, Monday morning, to start practicing again. And and, and I knew on the water Monday, um, I'd have probably been better off to stay at the hotel and just sleep on Monday instead of going out and practicing because I just kind of drove around with the top down all day on Monday and just didn't, you know what I mean? I could never get in that groove. I could never get focused on what was going on. Um, and that just kind of spun me out from there on out. You know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. And I had some areas that I thought I could catch them in, and I just, it was just one of them events where if I knew I should have went left, I went right, and it just didn't work out. You know what I right. mean? Um, right. That kind of goes back to one of them deals that, you know, you got to have a little luck in this game. Um, yes. But you got to, you know, you, you, I'd rather be lucky than good any day. I always say that. Um, and some days, it's like, like I said, it just doesn't work out. Um, you know, I didn't catch squat the first day of that event. I think I catched 13 pounds or something the second day. You know, and half I caught that the first day, you'd have been just fine. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and it just goes like, you know, it's just that one or two bites that you get that you miss or that you need to get. Um, you know, it's just like the event at lacrosse, uh, on the Mississippi river, you know, everybody expected me to do good there the first day I catch eight pounds. Um, and I only have four, you know, um, but that day I lose two, four pounders at the boat. So if I catch one of those, I'm in good shape. If I catch both of those, I'm in really good shape, you know? So, um, it's one of them deals. Like I said, you've got to have a little luck. Um, sometimes it works and sometimes it don't. Um, so 
for me, I just try to keep my head screwed on straight and try not to get frustrated when things go wrong. Um, and, and in the long run, I think it, 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 it works out better for me. Um, just to stay focused and always look forward and stay positive. Um, taking away from 2016, what, what, what did you learn? What, what would be something that you, uh, picked up? Oh, you know, I, I learn every day when I'm on the water. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, overall as a whole, as a year, as the year, um, it was a great year. I don't have any regrets. Um, I probably would not have done anything different. Um, and I think looking at the whole year as a whole, um, what I've learned is, is from this year is just do what you do, stay focused, um, keep grinding on them. Um, uh, some things you didn't kind of hear me talking about this year. Um, I can give a lot of credit to Denny Brower for that. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he told me one time that, man, you're so good. You're so consistent. You catch them so many times, um, but you do so much better if you would start throwing bigger jigs or bigger spinner baits or, you know what I mean? Bigger crank baits and right. things like that. Um, you know, and you can kind of look at, um, Danny Rauer in his career, you know what I mean? He either wins, um, or he, you know, does decent or he just has a train wreck. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, because he fishes to win every single time. Um, and when he catches them, he catches them big, you know? Um, so I, and him and I were practice partners before he retired. Um, so I learned a lot from him. Um, and you know how it is, you know, you can be hardheaded sometimes. And I finally just started kind of trying to do the bigger bait thing, trying to key on them bigger bites instead of just catching keeper bites. Um, now I just got to figure out how to get them in the boat. Yeah. There's a guy, a lot of, a lot of guys around here the fish smith mountain lake that uh live and die by the jig i mean you know they'll they'll make some changes but they throw them big old jigs and it don't matter what time of the year it is and they say either we're gonna come come in with a big huge bag or we're gonna come in with zero but and, and you know i see guys do that with you know the big jigs the big swim baits the big you know, yep. the big whatever's you know what i mean um and they either catch them or they fall flat on their face you know what i mean yeah um I don't like falling on my face. No. <laughs> you know? Um, so I guess that's why it's been so hard for me to make that transition over to how do we key on big bites? You know right. what I mean? Um, so to say I'm a little bit gun shy or a little bit scared, absolutely. Um, you know what I mean? I kind of, like I said, I kind of pride myself on being so consistent be able to catch them um, all the time. And sometimes when you got that big stuff on, it's like, man, where's my little spinner bait or where's my little square bill crank bait or, right. you know what I mean? Um, what do I got to do to get a bite? So, yeah, um, like I said, if I took anything away from this year, um, it would be definitely trying to concentrate more on getting that bigger bite or trying to figure that out. Um, but I don't want to get to where that's going to hurt me and I start falling on my face, you know? Right. So um, trying to figure out that happy medium on how to still be consistent and how to get that big bite. Um, and sometimes it's kind of hard. Cool. All right, we got 2017. Kind of right like. Uh, Go ahead, Bruce. I feel kind of like using the what you are using now to get you a limit, and then 
use the big stuff and go out and call it out. Yeah, you know, that, that would kind of be the game plan. Um, like I said, I'm still trying to figure out how to, uh, how to make that happen, you know? Oh, well, definitely. Looking at 2017, we are going. I believe you guys are only going to one river. It's the St. Lawrence River, in 2017. But we got a lot of lakes on here. What do you think, looking ahead, would be the you know, I guess the tournament that you're looking forward to the most for 2017? The the one I'm probably looking to at the most is Lake Dardanelle, um, okay. which is basically um, the Arkansas River. Yep. Um, and that body of water has been, it's been really mean to me. You know what I mean? Um, it's my style, 110%. Um, I have great practices there. And then when the tournament starts for whatever reason, um, the wheels come off. I ain't sure if I've ever got a check there. I may have got a check in a major there one time. Um, but that almost was a train wreck too, because the first day I had like eight pounds. (laughs) And the, and the second day, I catch like 19 or almost 20 or something right around there um, and save my butt, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but for whatever reason, it's like my nemesis there, you know what I mean? It's just um, – so I'm looking forward to that one for the simple fact of it's always kicked my butt, so I'd like to kick its butt this time. Um, but, you know, the schedule, I, I like the way the schedule's setting up. We're going to a lot of – well, I consider this fish, there should be still a ton of fish shallow. Um, I can kind of turn my brain off and go fishing, you know what I mean? Awesome. Um, I, struggle the, I struggle the worst when there's too many options, you know what I mean? Right. When there's fish shallow, when there's fish deep, when there's fish, you know what I mean? Um, when I can turn my brain off and just go fishing, um, that's when I do the best. And for me, that's kind of the way this schedule sets up um, everywhere we're going to go. Awesome. Um, you guys, uh, that Lake Darnell events, June is second through the fifth. Um, the days are getting warm that time of the year, getting really warm, really. Um, you think that's going to help any on being on the river, but the weather itself or, you know, the, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Lake Darnell, but it's nope. kind of like, it's a, it's a mini Potomac river okay. without the tide. Oh, okay. I mean, it's got grass everywhere. It's got undercut banks. It's got, you know what I mean? It's got everything that a shallow river fisherman would want. Um, you know, we'll be right there on that window where they'll probably catch some out on the drops on the main river and stuff like that. But um, that body of water always has fish shallow, um, you know, because they're so current orientated in that place that um, they set up right where you know they should be. Um, so like I said, I'm looking forward to that one, probably the most out of all of them. The vegetation should probably be pretty good about that time of the year. Oh yeah. And like I said, it's got, it's got everything you could think of. It's got reeds, it's got cattails, it's got milfoil, it's got peppergrass, it's got hydrilla. Um, it's got everything you need. Yeah. I'll be honest here on the James when we, 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 I kayak fish, but, um, I catch more fish in the grass than I do on the ledges and everything here. And just something about that grass bite, you know, they're playing around in the grass right before a little bit of current. And, you know, two, three, four pounders coming right out of that area. I mean, it's 
doing a little shaky head. Oh yeah, that you know, like the grass fishing is so so much fun because you know you might fish 100 or 200 yards of grass and never get a bite, and then find that little 10 yard stretch that you get boom, a bite boom, every boom. other cast. You know, yep. and boom, I think boom, that's boom. what I like about them styles of fisheries is when you get around them um you get around them but you got to cover a lot of water to find out where they're at or maybe where they've moved to that day um so it's really a lot of fun just knowing that any minute you could land on the mother load and, and get well in five casts you know um so yeah like i said um i think that one's gonna be a good one well bruce uh do you have any questions for mr bill Owen? i do all right, Neville. In your article about the uh, fall fishing, you said a buzz bait. What type of blade do you use on your buzz bait for the fall fish, and uh, which one of the uh, loreparts.com is the speaker buzz bait? You know, lure parts online. Um, you just can't call lure parts up, lure parts online, up and say, "Hey, I need the." the buzz bait that Bill was talking about. Lure Parts Online makes basically every component that uh, a bass fisherman would want to make buzz baits, to make spinner baits, to make jigs. Um, so when I get my buzz baits from Lure Parts Online, I'll get the heads or the bodies, or however you want to call them. Um, I'll, order the, I'll get the blades, you know, when, and I always tell everyone, it's just kind of personal preference. Um, I like silver and gold blades. Um, and I'm pretty simple when it comes to color. Um, in the fall, I like white or I like black. Um, it's kind of like a lot of guys that frog fish, you know, they like a white frog or they like a black frog. Right. And for me on any given day, they're going to eat one of them two colors. Um, you need to figure it out. Typically for me, it's always a, a silver blade. Sometimes I'll mix in a gold blade if, um, the water's got a little more stain to it for, for whatever reason for me, I just like that gold blade in the, um, stained water. It's almost like using a gold spinner blade in dirty water versus a, a silver blade, you know? Um, and I'm not a hundred percent sure. I can't explain it. Um, you know, lure parts online stamps their own buzz bait blades out. Um, and whatever the consistency of, of their metal is in that blade to that wire. Um, when you, when you put it all together and crimp that rivet, um, it squeaks, man. It is definitely a squeaker, and uh, you know you hear me talk about buzz baits a lot, and I'm a big fan of a squeaking buzz bait versus a clacker buzz bait. Um, and like I said, you don't have to do nothing special to that deal. Um, call them up, order what you want, put it together, um, and go fishing. You know, it's uh, they make it as simple as possible for a tournament fisherman to basically build whatever he can dream up or whatever he thinks is going to work. Um, across the board, spinnerbaits, buzzbaits, jigs. Um, and for me, you know, I've I always say I've always been a tinker. You know, growing up on the Ohio River, I always felt like you needed something different than everybody else was using, um, or at least you needed to think you had something different than everybody else was using. Right. It's all about confidence in this game. Um, and when I can go to lure parts online and I can get the exact skirt that I want with the exact head and put that together – um, does it matter to the fish? Probably not. But to me, it gives me 110% confidence that I got exactly what I want, 
that maybe you don't have or somebody else has. Um, and I just fish so much better knowing that um, I have the 110% confidence in what I got tied on my rod. Um, and to any angler, I don't care if you're at the grassroots level or the top tier in the elites, um, when you are confident with what you got tied on, um, you feel like you could catch one if you had your gym shoe tied on there. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. If you got confidence in it, um, you're going to catch them on it. You know what I mean? Um, and I tell guys that all the time. I'm like, you know, don't worry about what the other guy's doing because it's so hard to catch somebody else's fish. You use stuff you got confidence in, go do your deal. Um, and I feel like in the long run, you'll be better off like that. Awesome. Oh, definitely. Now, do you prefer two or three uh, arms on the blade? You know, I'm a I'm a single arm buzzbait guy. Um, like I said, I'm I'm kind of one of them guys that keep it simple as possible. Um, you know what I mean? Um, so I'm just a single arm buzzbait guy. Um, and like I said, I prefer that squeaker over a clacker, um, typically on any given day. And just a two-sided blade instead of a three. Yes. Yeah. Two. Yep. Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. All right. Well, definitely. See, it's getting to be that time, and I'm ready to catch big fish. I can have that yeah, another secret a, there. See. It's uh, it's definitely going to be that time. Just don't my Yeah, we're coming into... So just on tie to the antenna and let it get squeaky? Uh, you're breaking up on me a little bit. I said don't tie it on the uh, antenna of the car to get it squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get that answer all or question all the time. And um, growing up as a kid, I'd always heard that. So we always tied them on the antenna and then when we got to where we were going or i got to where i wanted to use it the blades were wiped out on them you know what i mean so it was like well that was stupid um, <laughs> so i'm not i'm not a big fan of of putting them on the antenna if i do anything to my buzzbait blade i may rough it up a little bit with a file um or something like that to help it squeak um but like i said when you get them um components from lure parts and like i said it's got to be something to do with the softness of the metal or the density of the metal whatever it is um they just squeak squeak really really well um you know and like i said i've been using that buzz bait for for a long time um you know even before i was involved with lure parts online so it's kind of kind of nice to be going back to my roots where i got started using you know what i mean using that stuff um when we were ordering it and buying it years ago right Well, um, Brian, that's all I have. Bill, man, we appreciate you coming on with us tonight, and uh, I know we've kept you up kind of late, and we apologize for that, but uh, definitely thank you for coming on with us. Hey, buddy, anytime. Like I said, it's part of the part of the job, um, and like I said, I try to help out whenever I can, do whatever I can do, because, um, like I said, I never take it for granted. Guys, I had the opportunity a couple years ago to meet bill's wife and family and the classic and me bill himself and it's been great knowing this gentleman and we look forward to continuing these podcasts in 2017 i know we got away from from a while because the season gets all 
beginning of the season's all nice and calm, and then we get where it just becomes crazy. And uh, we're not into bothering you guys because I know you're concentrating and out there trying to win some money and take care of your families. But uh, we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us tonight and giving us a little wrap-up of 2016. Um, Bill, this is where we usually give everyone an opportunity to uh, tag their sponsors. And uh, you got to tag them because without them, none of this would be possible. You know, you're absolutely right. And, you know... Um, Everybody knows my sponsor, you know, and I, and I got great sponsors. And I've been with most of my sponsors um, throughout my whole career, you know. Um, so without a doubt, you got to give a big thanks to all of them um, because there's no way we can do it without them. You know what yep. I mean? From from our from our boats to our rods to our reels to just everything across the board. Um, you know, everybody always asks, you know, it's like, why do you use this and why do you use that? And I, I and I always tell everybody, you know, we use the stuff that we use because. For me, um, it's all about that confidence thing. It's all about believing in that you have the absolute best stuff that you can do to do a job um, and not have to worry about failures, you know, whether it be line, rods, reels, boats, motors. Um, it, it, you can't do it without them, but you got to believe in what you're, um, what you're using and what you're promoting. Um, and that's kind of, you know, I, I look at my sponsors as my family, you know. Um, without them I couldn't do what I do um without my family I couldn't do what I do so um I treat every one of my sponsors I have a great relationship with every one of them um you know I call them up talk to them um as a as a family you know what I mean um and that is huge um knowing that you're not with a company that you're just a number that's true um and for me you know what I mean for me um like I said I'm blessed to have the sponsors that I have um, and I do everything that I can do to um, try to make them happy and just show them that I'm out here flying the flag um, and, uh, you know, just try to do the best job I can because, let's face it, there's 100 people waiting in line to take your job. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I was always brought up that if you're going to do something, do it the best you can do and give it 110%, and uh, that's what I try to do all the time. Cool. Well, brother, we appreciate you coming on with us tonight. Appreciate you talking to us. And uh, hopefully um, now you did qualify for another classic, correct? Yes, sir. Um, we will get up with you right before the classic. And we'll talk to you about going to Texas. I know it's going to be quite interesting. Yep, yeah, it's going to be interesting. we got to get through them first two events before we get there. So we're probably going to freeze to death at Cherokee and Tennessee, and then we'll go to Florida and sweat to death and don't know what's going to happen in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, thank you for coming on with us, and uh, we will talk to you before the uh, 2017 Classic. And uh, thank you for everything you do for the sport, and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. All right, guys, Thank I you, appreciate Bill. it. Like I said, anytime, anytime, man, I'll be glad to come back. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. You too, now.
can make a living from walking in the woods. You can bet I'd be sitting pretty good high on a hill, looking at a field downwind. If I can make a nickel off of turning in bass, never worry about the price of gas. I'd be wheeling and dealing and sitting there reeling them in. Hunting, fishing, loving every day. That's the prayer that a country boy prays. Thank God he made me this way. Hunting and fishing and loving every day. Early in the morning, late in the evening, I'm getting red dirt rich and flit a river paid. Hunting, fishing, and loving every day.